We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Boom, here we are. Ty, welcome to the tiniest uh, studio. Uh, well, n- maybe it's the tiniest studio in the world. Does it feel really small when you're in here? <laughs> Not too much. If anything, it feels like real, like real homely yeah cozy well that's interesting you say that because i've been trying to think about how to like not sell it but explain it to people yeah and one of the ways i've been trying to explain it is that it's like a it's like a um you know campfire yeah yeah you feel like like there's a whole conversation going on at the campfire that's not part of the actual conversation yeah and so i kind of feel like people associate you know the camper van with camping and maybe campfires and I just feel like some of the best yarns people have yeah. is around things like that, eh? Hey? You know, nah, like, I, I totally agree, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like campfires and driving and yeah. like all things that we don't really do that much, eh? Hey? Yeah. I mean, you know, like you Ubered here. Yeah. So the whole time you're like, I don't know, on the phone or something or Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty awkward. Was <laughs> <laughs> and I love it that you got dropped off at the wrong place and yeah. but but I mean those are all Here's what I love. I love the, the the plans that don't kind of go to plan, you know, because we were kind of saying before we kicked off that everything now is kind of structured so there's no uncomfortable moments. Yeah. And that's that's all good, but it's like billions of people on this world and there's inevitably going to be an uncomfortable moment. For sure. And it might just be someone farting next to you, eh? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you got to work out what that means. What to do. <laughs> and if, if no one's farted next to you and then the one time it happens, you're going to get triggered good and i just think like i'm all into you know we can fart all right um if you want to but you don't have to i might fart a couple of times ty what's 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 the deal man i mean i came across you on linkedin um i've been kind of tracking your journey real entrepreneurial i mean how do you describe what you do um <laughs> it's that moment eh? yeah, yeah speaking of uncomfortable moments <laughs> um essentially well um <laughs> shucks well with me i come from like uh a adversity type background mm. um and what that means for me is it, it holds like real close to my heart you yeah. know because essentially with all the experiences that i've been through mm. um i wouldn't recommend the future going through like tamariki he going through it yeah um so like last year just got into the social sector yeah um started an initiative um all went well um and then from there kind of just grew grew my networks mm. and they've all kind of just asked uh myself and my team um chris and ray to kind of just consult other initiatives yeah um, just in regards to like psychology, you know, true, um, and understanding, you know, what rangatahi actually want. Yeah. You know? So rangatahi being um, just just youth, you know, yeah, just yeah. Um, people that are under twenty four. Mm. Um, I mean, what's the call, man? Is, uh, uh, are we all lost? Are the youth particularly lost? I mean, it kind of feels like every generation says yeah. to the one under it, like, <laughs> we had it harder than you. But it kind of feels like. Um, you know, I kind of think 
sometimes I say our grandparents, right? Yeah. They had it tough. Like they knew what it was like to go, say, without food and yeah. and to be cold and to not have running water all the time. But in some ways, it kind of created a, a toughness about them. Eh? And when the good stuff happened, they were able to appreciate it. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder what it means today to be young. You know, we were talking about kind of that whole idea of it might the first time someone farts next to you might be when you're 30. And that's not a good thing. You know, that's not a good thing because the whole point of all of this, us mingling together and going through the ups and downs is that you develop these... Um, a toughness, say, eh? or, or a resilience. And I mean, that's why they're coming to you, right? That's why the, is it the government or council uh, yeah. are coming to you? Because you have a toughness. Um, oh, it's, it's just, it's just like kind of like, um, kind of like empathetic. I know what, I know yeah. what, I don't know how you feel. Yeah. Um, because you're yeah, like, you're saying like that generation, grandparents, you know, mm. tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, and with like our generation these days, uh, I wouldn't say there's, um, what, what did you say before? Oh, uh, well, I think they're tough too, but I I, I definitely think there's like a, um, uh, I, I can sp- kind of speak for my kids, for example. I yeah. try everything I can to make no obstacles in their life. Yeah. So they have a different toughness. They have a toughness of me being around them a lot. Yeah. You know, like hovering almost. So they've <laughs> developed this idea of being able to repel constant, like, oh, Dad, get out of the way. Just let me be. Yeah. And it's something I and many other parents are de- trying to deal with in real time. It's like, it's like there's, I, I've never said it before, but it's like we're, it's a too much love, you know? And then when you drown someone in love, I know this is, I've got to be careful because I don't want to be insensitive, but it kind of feels like, it's just like you got to have a bit of bad so you know what good is. Yeah. And I'm worried my kids won't know what good is because everything's just mediocre. Social media keeps an algorithm going. You keep looking. You keep being engaged. But with what? At least our grandparents had like, i got to get food today. Yeah. And that's my that's my algorithm. They're like that hunter, hunter gatherer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, what is it that day? And, to, you know, today, and I wonder if that gets mixed up. And what's my meaning for today? Is it another... 10 hours on Fortnite, or is it trying to you know something else yeah i reckon for a lot of, like for a lot of people that i run into mm. around my age they're most of them crave like social validation yeah you know they want to be accepted in society mm. um and then for the ones that game a lot or for the ones that like invest their time into um into like Fortnite and stuff yeah, like that yeah um they're all good and all but essentially what they're after is um pretty much a way to get after what would you call it um like satisfaction like it's like completing a puzzle yeah. you know you know that you don't get anything out of it but it's that feeling that you get mm. out of it. and that's so rare to come by eh, in like um in real life yeah you know you can't get it in a in a job or um because like with everything going on um at home depending on your situation mm. you'll be able to get it there so yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess what you're saying also is that it's really complicated, and yeah. and we all, it's kind of like the beauty of life is that the moment you feel like you have it figured out, something else opens up, you know, and um, and sometimes you may be doing stuff that you're not aware. Uh, like for example, Mike King had his gumboot. Yeah, yeah. Gumboot update yesterday. That was sick man. Man, and I tell you what, I wore gumboots for the day, and 
so naive i'm so naive sometimes and, and it's this podcast is about trying to acknowledge that that we all walk around like we have it all sussed but we do not and we all have different skills in different areas you know and i i realize that one of where i'm not skilled is understanding um hardship and that's just i don't know if you call it luck or chance but I say it often and to acknowledge the fact that I got through most of things without too many dramas. Mm. So I've had to kind of rework, well, what's my drive? Because I'm not, I don't have much drive, you know? So I've, because I've been spoiled and babied and all that stuff. So it's the opposite side of struggle. But what I realized yesterday is I was trying to think, why are we wearing the boots? And I sat down for a second and I realized that my feet were sore. And I was like, man, it's like dragging something around. And it clicked for me that that's exactly what the movement is. Yeah. To try and show people you're dragging something around, being feeling sad, depression. And I didn't see that. And it took me half a day to realize that, oh, I, I, get, I, get, I get it. And it's very clever. And um, I don't think I understood it because he didn't say that out loud in a place that I could hear it but I had to work that out for myself and it's very much about um, I think that's what you're talking about too bro you know it's like there's all these different things going on and, and we're all just trying to kind of suss it out eh? and, <laughs> and it'd be dangerous for any of us to sit down and say like I've got it sussed out you know like yeah. we're just trying to work it out yeah pretty much it's, it's kind of like um i would call it like ego but like you mm. know just kind of like that uh that tough barrier that people carry around you know like um because it's getting to a point where people are like just too afraid to ask questions yeah you know the, especially the curious ones mm. like um this person's not doing it so why should i yeah you know so you gotta like get get behind that exterior and kind yeah. of just find out like what's the core issue going on mm. and do you kind of have to um you know practice what you preach yourself you know because it must be because con- it's one thing to offer advice to others for sure yeah 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 but then it's another thing to kind of um you know engage with it yourself eh? and yeah and be brave enough to ask questions and like how are you with that stuff because i'm 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 not good at being confrontational and sometimes challenging myself you know yeah i do like i'm also part of the problem you know i like things being comfortable i like my netflix yeah <laughs> but i know that i know that there's something wrong with that you know constantly yeah. being fed it's like you got to go and look for your own stuff eh? yeah well i, I had a I had an awesome mentor last year mm. and the quote that he kept on stressing to me because you know he also came from like a uh, struggle type background was mm. the thing was um always be grateful but never content mm. um and just having that quote at the back of my head just like hey sweet don't be satisfied don't be content keep driving keep yeah. doing this try build that empire as, mm. as um, soon as you can or as, or as effective as you can but in terms of like reaching out to people um, especially like my side's numbers okay you know I suck at numbers mm. that and um, sometimes I can be unempathetic um, because the way I was brought up was just like a little bit like to do emotional coldness um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, like yeah. avoiding avoiding people's feelings <laughs> yeah. and just doing what you got to do mm. um, so I do reach out to like certain people in regards to that like hey um, I I just I just got into an argument with this person mm. um, am I in the right I'm in the right eh? <laughs> <laughs> like logically it makes sense and yeah. then like emotionally that person just like comes back to you and is like yeah you 
Beth, you're a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got to apologise. <laughs> Dude, it's, uh, that's, that's the real DLA, trying to work out. When it all comes down to it, it's like, who are we and kind of what are we and what does it mean right now eh? because you know it's like there's the yesterday version of us which most of us can kind of identify there's the tomorrow version of us that we'd like to be and then there's the person where we are right now yeah you know and that's it's kind of confronting i understand why people don't want to acknowledge that person you know it's the one like something i've been not struggling with but i i for most of my life have tried to kind of watch how I eat yeah and it never works I mean I just love the bad stuff yeah and (laughs) you know it's like I've caught myself the last couple nights just like gorging on chocolate yeah you know and I'm like tomorrow I'm not gonna eat it and it's it's hilarious because the the stuff you tell yourself doesn't even make sense you know it's like up until a week ago or two weeks ago, I think I've been training for this half marathon and I injured myself, injured my heel. And I was real, so strong up until then, you know, I was eating good and I was training long kilometers. And now that I'm injured, it's like I've given myself permission to kind of just drown in my own wallow, you know? Yeah. And it sucks because you know, the hard thing about the now and us today is you know you should be doing something maybe a bit different. Yeah. Yet you choose to kind of like continue with a bad habit. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned before empathy, having empathy for yourself, hey? Yeah. Is tough, you know, because, you know, you also mentioned that 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 strong side of you, the one that, you know, maybe has to be a bit more forceful you're probably doing that to yourself as well and we all are and you know it's bloody complicated eh yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely is um so so when you're kind of working with youth um is it a it must be like a long game right because there's not one stop solutions eh? no for sure no no not at all like but when i work with you so i don't do anything around the more or less the health and well-being space like i work with those type of initiatives Mm. um because you know just like touching up and before i'm practicing preaching man i can't look after my own health eh? (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) i I surround myself with awesome people but those awesome people are like just after like knowledge Mm. um learning you know just just keep just keeping on learning and those are the people i love to be around Mm. but i need to find people that are like um, all about their health yeah. you know just because I'm, I'm really huge on like surrounding yourself with mm. the right people but touching up on youth um, essentially what I do is I work with councils and I work with local initiatives and iwi just to essentially gamify um, models they're their current models or their current initiatives as well as just seeing whether or not those initiatives are just asking for way too much mm. from from the from the youth yeah okay like um i like to use the example from from a book that i read um on hooked and it's basically you know the current keyboards that we use right we use qwerty keyboards mm. but like in the 90s and 80s 
they're like other types of keyboards true you know and the example that i use to these people is okay sweet well if i were to put a different keyboard besides qwerty in front of you and i ask you to use it for a week how'd you feel and then that person's just like i wouldn't really like it because you're asking me to transition from this to this and I have to get get used to it and mm. all this other stuff it's like yeah well that's that's how the youth feel you know when, yeah. you, when you ask for like um one day they do this and one day i want you to apply for a college degree and keep it in mind like the youth that they target are like from the low socio mm. you know and these guys like they they've either like dropped out of school um they're not really invested into the education mm. and then a lot of people are just asking for way too much from them mm. you know so you just gotta ask for like small amounts at a time yeah um and kind of just meeting them on their end somewhat you know the weird thing is adults are the same eh? we just don't (laughs) acknowledge it right like i just said to you i was gorging chocolate and the goal shouldn't be imagine if someone came to me and said be an iron man (laughs) you can do it yeah after after you had like your week of gorging chocolate (laughs) exactly and and the last thing you want to do is be an iron man yeah i just want to be a don't eat chocolate for one day man yeah you know and i i totally get that you know i work in education and that's totally how it is yeah and we had this big philosophical debate that i kind of raised i was like is our role when we're promoting what we do to be inspirational or to be just like if someone's looking tell them the facts yeah and i landed on the facts because I still think and I don't know this is totally against like most of my career has been creating videos that excite people inspirational and now now I'm kind of leaning more towards if everyone's just throwing you you can be a an astronaut it's like it's also overwhelming there's too many options eh? and and maybe just having something like um hey here's a fact uh there's a guaranteed job if you want to be a builder yeah cool you can park that in your head and if you want to be a builder you know that fact it's like no one's dealing in facts anymore right eh? <laughs> we're just dealing in like hyperboles or metaphors yeah and that's that's all good when at when you need it but i don't know man do you, do you kind of like is that how you kind of roll in your world it's, it's a, um just when you say it's about small things that people can do is that the kind of advice the mentoring your oh well, well, well just touching up on what you were just saying like mm. for there, there's there's like two issues like there's there's one yes there's too many options right. and then when, when people have too many options they're just like mm. <laughs> they just had yeah. a standstill. Yeah. Um, and then the second one is like, there's a, there's a quote that I like to summarize, like, which pretty much like the, the current issues that are going around um, our generation. It's by Zig Zig. Um, and essentially, it's like, too many of us don't know what we can do because we've been told us what we can't do. Mm. And we don't know what we want because we don't know what's available, mm-hmm. you know? And then when we look in the middle of that, it's like, okay, sweet. How can we identify that? Um, a lot of possibilities open for itself. But then at the same time, like you're touching up before, like at the start of this, um, when you open a door, like oh, when, you, when you close the door and a few other doors open, you know, you try to solve those problems. Yeah. And it's just like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's freaky, eh? Like even in your own lives, you know? It's like, yeah. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, that equals that. And, you know, this thing's happening because of that. And it's like, if you if you don't sometimes i think that's why we sleep just to not to recharge just to give you a break yeah from thinking 24 hours a day you know yeah um you know you mentioned health before do you kind of feel like that's something that um 
you'll have to like maybe physical and mental health do you think that's something you're going to have to like invest a bit more in definitely my physical health yeah um mental health uh pretty much like the house that i'm in at the moment Mm. um because like i like live and work from home so all the people in the house we pretty much work together Mm. um on autokura and essentially we're all huge on like um self-help books you know awesome. we're, all, we're all huge and like investing into education mm. but physical wise um yeah definitely definitely mm. want to invest into that hard though because eh? <laughs> yeah. like be an iron man you know crossfit eh? do twenty five thousand pull-ups uh if, if someone young's watching yeah and they're they're thinking like what would your advice be and i don't want to put you on the spot but just general conversation if you had to pick a career as of today what would you be thinking about for tomorrow you know like what's the kind of things that are exciting you about society and and jobs for the future and that kind of stuff do you think about that yeah yeah truth truthfully like um pretty much what i'm doing with my siblings um is content creation Mm. just getting content out there as well as like just just pretty much the tech industry you know yeah just um like artificial intelligence mm. the way AR is going mm. with reality like that stuff's crazy mm. you know and I always get my siblings to like invest at least like an hour a day mm. or like just 20 minutes a day um, depending which one it is you know <laughs> into that stuff yeah. because you know it is, it is I believe that it, it is a future yeah it's um, like sharing your story online that kind of stuff and yeah it's just yeah so like um, with, with two of my siblings they love sharing content they love mm. making their own content and then with the rest of them they love coding they love everything to do with the computer mm. so it's like okay sweet well keep investing more time into that yeah um i'll try my best to get you whatever resources you need mm. in order to do that because yeah the way everything's going is, is, is pretty awesome yeah and I'm a, I'm a huge believer in like ai it's not supposed to replace people's jobs but it's actually supposed to like complement mm. the work that we do yeah um, so yeah. is it, you mean kind of like a self-driving car like you're going somewhere you may have to drive it to the motorway and then it will do that boring stuff for us yeah like just the straight line stuff yeah because it's kind of like kind of like habits like i think of technology as a way to uh pretty much make our days easier so whether it's like the driving part mm. whether it's brushing our teeth um just like the smallest things can make just a huge difference Mm. you know and then what we can do in that time um that's replaced by like ai is we can think ahead you know Mm. we can think more because um i think it was like henry ford that said it thinking is like the most hardest thing to do yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it requires so much creativity it requires you to actually like step out of the space that you're currently in and just to think well would you also say like say on the darker side like depression that's what you're doing the whole time eh? just thinking it's like you can't sleep because you're thinking you can't eat properly because you're thinking um you just can't turn it off and I mean, that makes so much sense if you break it down like that because it is exhausting. And I think when you think of exhaustion, you think of people not being at their best and ultimate exhaustion. It's like, what did I hear um, someone the other day talking about, you know, when when a parent... Uh, no, the question was, you know, how could a parent shake a baby? Yeah. And the study came back that they were extremely exhausted. And, like, if you think about it, like, exhaustion is a torture technique. Hey, you know, keeping people awake. Yeah. And so you're not in your right mind. You're not in a... It's not a healthy space. It's not. And so if you can't turn off that thinking, man, that's going to have some consequences, eh? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you were talking about something positive, and I brought it back to negative. No, 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 um, but go. but no, no, no. Go. I just I, I try to like acknowledge those moments, you yeah. know, because then it help, it helps me, and I think it helps others too. Just trying to contextualize what we're talking about, but not in a like a um, a doctor way. Yeah, because it's very that's too clinical. That for clinical me. approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're we're talking about like membranes and synapses, and I'm like, no tired's the word yeah you know extreme exhaustion can make you um, it's the best case for getting off your device and going to bed early because you can sleep you know or something like that um hmm okay so when you're dealing uh and and kind of saying tech what comes to my mind is um where's the future then for you know like physical stuff you know like say for example digging a hole you know, and um, I, I wonder what it will be like if when robots build our houses, mm. like the satisfaction that maybe our grandparents probably built their own gardens. You yeah, know. they built their own ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and what are we taking away when the robot does that for us? You know, is that something you ever think about? Um, yeah, it's, it's a few. It's a few corridors that I have with my grandparents you know mm. that they want they don't want to get rid of that tradition yeah you know everything's a tradition these mm. days you know um but yeah it, it is it is for me um it is hard for me to to explain it in a way like yeah. it's gonna be okay you know yeah. we, can, we can come up with with new things mm. new ways um because essentially yeah like like I was saying before um you can think up of just other things to do you know when, when we have things replaced like with the things that we do every day uh, it just mm. opens up like so much more possibilities yeah you know so yeah <laughs> yeah bro well it's something i think about a lot is the the role of tradition and future yeah and i do think when i land on a place it's something like it's in the middle somewhere just see a cockroach sorry bro don't freak <laughs> out it's <laughs> we are in a caravan and there are cockroaches i'll try and get rid of it soon so um <laughs> but i don't want you to like have a cockroach fear and all of a sudden it's nah, like, no no ah. when, when i lived in sydney um i was sitting in a place called blacktown yeah and it was like the most raggedy houses there like <laughs> honestly it's like worse than state houses True. in new zealand and oh, we had like some mean cockroaches really? there. yeah <laughs> and everything's big over there too eh? like yeah, big yeah. spiders and oh man spiders are annoying did you see snakes and that kind of stuff yeah yeah so so yuck a king cobra or something really yeah i was um i was over my my mate's place this one time we were in the pool and then yeah it just popped up in the, True. In the garden over I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. um how long were you in oz for um so i've been in new zealand for two years yeah um and i moved over when i was like four mm. um true so you spent a lot of time in aussie yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i moved over when i was 17 um for seven, 13 years mm. Yeah, I spent a lot of time over there. I was over in like Sydney, Blacktown, um, and then I moved over to Queensland. Yeah, a uh, bit of Ipswich, Goldie, and Brisbane. Um, Just gotta try and get this cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's run off. Okay, it's we'll keep an eye on that. <laughs> this episode brought to you by cockroaches. Um, um, did you come back? to do the business stuff or were you doing nah, stuff over nah. there so so essentially in 2016 at the end of it um 
I pretty much had a I had an injury um, in my right ankle, and it was reoccurring. Mm. And essentially, um, in my last two years, I was given a scholarship um, at a private school. Yeah. And literally in that school, in that whole school, there were just three fobs. You know, True. Just me and my two mates. Whoa. <laughs> and we were there, we were there just to play rugby. Yeah. Okay, so um, and it was it was actually like. We were there to play rugby to the point that we only did three subjects. Oh, well, I, I only did three subjects. Yeah. I just did um, English, maths, um, and PE. Mm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Did it feel awesome at the time? Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. yeah it was like life was easy. You know? yeah. <laughs> but there was no kind of thought like, man, I'm screwing myself because you're supposed to have variety. And yeah. Yeah. But I guess at the moment, hey, that's what we're talking about. Like exactly. A, the youth think different and that's okay, right? Yeah. Because you're like, damn, this is sweet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it was, things things were easy, you know. Like mm. people love easy, and and I had it easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, when, when I had my injury, um, they pretty much said that uh, they couldn't. Uh, my scholarship wouldn't be available. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it was a it was like an injury that lasted a lot longer than right. my time at the school. So mm. I was there in year eleven, um, three quarters through through the year, um, and then yeah instead of going back to like school because like pressure over there if you're like a rugby union player or a rugby league player like their communities like everyone knows each other mm. you know and even at like a younger level you still have somewhat a a fan base mm. you know people that just look up to you and for me to return back to the field well not on the field was a huge thing you know so instead what i did um as i moved over to Tūrangi Taupo to stay with my grandparents just to kind of get away from that to come um, back yeah yeah. and I was supposed to I was supposed to just have a holiday just to take my mind off things but I ended up just living here I was just like nah I don't want to go back <laughs> yeah. only, it's too shameful you know yeah, so I kind right. of just took the cow's way out true um, but yeah <laughs> well I mean that's interesting that you talk about that because you say cow's way but who knows what would have happened if you stayed because I don't know what if it was a good goal that you were chasing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like it seems like a good goal. Like I'm gonna do this, and they love me. But it doesn't sound like love when they say, "Hey, man, now that you're hurt, we out." Yeah. Oh, uh, when I when I say coward's way out. Um. So essentially, my backstory is, um, my mum was by herself. Yeah. And she was looking after my four brothers and one sister. Mm. I'm the eldest. Um. So kind of like cow's way I mean just like kind of abandoning my gotcha. of the house responsibilities gotcha. were they over there are they over there yeah oh they, they were over there ah, okay. they moved so over. you weren't uh, you weren't referencing school you were referencing um, being yeah, away from family being, being away from family mm. as well as because I was also working at the time as well um, providing because you know when you have younger siblings and then mm. um, my mum was just a full time mum looking after that so you had those extra responsibilities yeah and is, uh, does that give you that's that empathy you talk about when you're talking about working with youth as you understand that it's you know that um, that's kind of a unique position eh that you had to do extra that you weren't allowed to just do whatever you want yeah um, so like the, the youth that I work with is very niched out mm. Um, it's very specific I, I like to work with very specific youth mm-hmm. um, and very specific youth groups because um, if I'm going to help somebody if I'm going to teach somebody it's going to be someone that I know like I've been in their position mm-hmm. so I'm, I'll be more effective that way yeah you know so 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, um, well, what, what do you think about this idea? And this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Obviously, I do lots of podcasting, and I kind of think it, it it gives a lot that it. Let me try and articulate it. So we call it podcasting, but it's so much more. Yeah. It's meeting people. It's networking. It's conversations. It's business. It's those awkward chats where you have to say out loud what you mean, not just think your way through it. And who gets to benefit? It's us as adults. So I was thinking about creating a program which is targeted towards youth, right? Which is basically teaching and empowering how to use the technology to create your own podcast. So that's, in my opinion, good because it's digital technology. It's understanding how to stream, how to record, how to edit. But the bit that I think is awesome is that you get to practice talking, you know, out loud. Yeah. Not in a hundred and whatever characters, you know. And what I'm kind of thinking as a... um, as an idea is one thing that annoys me is we have a family member on the deathbed and then everyone brings out the cameras and microphones and they try and get the person to explain the family story and I don't think that's right because I think in those moments you should be kind of capturing every last minute not physically capturing but more like being there you know like maybe it's not talking maybe it's just looking and, and so my idea was to have a course that I kind of train students and the output the final goal is that you invite an elder from your family and you create a podcast together and you do the family story so the the young person they get to learn they get to um, look at a person in the eye talk for an hour the person gets to blow their mind by telling them the whole story yeah and out of it we we just call it a podcast great now you can podcast but you've done so much more yeah. What it's do you like therapeutic as yeah, well. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like, like that's the other thing I didn't add into what I get. It's like, it's mental health training for me. I get to hear all these different perspectives. I get to learn the tips and tricks that you are offering, you yeah. know? And we get we all get to learn it. And we just say it's a podcast, but I'm pretty much convinced it's something way deeper. You know, it's more like... Um, something human you know so what do you reckon about that idea man like i'm i'm i reckon that's i reckon that's mean as like um i'll give you an example like Mm. like i've i've always been a fan or just like someone that's believed in in therapeutic talks Mm. through like you know just one-on-one talking um so i had a mate who was a personal barber um and because he's like you know he's a talker you know like (laughs) you know you get some of the best conversations and like sometimes the best therapeutic help you know Mm. from your barber you Mm. know it's like random as but out of all people it's from your barber um and he was like yeah but i really want to go into prisons and you know with everything that you say you know from from the conversations we have i kind of want to give that experience to them so yeah he he got on he got in there bro and um essentially where he was coming from is that i just want to talk to barber i just want to talk to the prisoners Mm. on how about where i can just by understanding them more um and then yeah they, they noticed like a bit of a shift um within the statistics within that prison wow that there are certain prisoners like because like apparently they have like good prisoners bad prisoners mm. some prisoners can get a haircut yeah. some can't but those good prisoners you can just see that um they have the behavioral rates were just a lot better dude um and that was just all from like just one-on-one chats mm. you know? yeah <laughs> it, was, it was crazy isn't it <laughs> it is crazy that it's sometimes that simple eh? and 
it's not simple because having a chat is not an easy thing and yeah. i get why we traded in for the phone you know or the text message um because it is you know it is uh easier but at the same time it's it's that kind of theme we've been talking about like what are you giving up you know when when you don't talk to someone again man it's a it's a torture technique to isolate people yeah i heard this kind of crazy thing on some podcast i listened to and it's like in russia sometime you know russia's been cray cray the whole way through but so at one point they were targeting artists and someone said why don't you just kill them because it's cheaper and they said no we're going to crush them by if you put an artist in um, what is it, isolation for one year they'll never be an artist again and I was like far out that's dark yeah. but it's of course it's dark but what's scary is that it extinguishes the flame you know and I think that happens when we don't talk eh? and so um, what just popped in my mind that's pretty awesome is that you know some of us feel like we could do more for the community right i don't know what that means um maybe you could do your part by just talking to more people hey yeah could, literally that could be something achievable yeah. you know you talked about before giving too many options uh, for the youth sometimes maybe the adults do too right we're giving too many options you could help here you could help here you could donate to this yeah some things you can do today is maybe just have a chat with someone hey try it you know it yeah might be pretty awesome. much it's yeah. like um like when i was when i was younger um i was taught like smile at people you make the day i didn't really get it at all um till i moved over here you mm. know we, we have like um someone talks like this but you know if you just chat with someone you'll make their day mm. and i finally grasped that approach when people talk about like, you know if you just smile at someone say hi to someone you'll make their day mm. so yeah no nah, i'm definitely <laughs> yeah man aspect. Uh, that's 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 cool I feel kind of like um, I feel like those are practical things you know because that's something I worry about a bit when I'm podcasting is that it can all sound amazing and we all get an endorphin hit from acknowledging things and talking about things that more people should but then I always think well what's something practical you know what's the thing we can all do because I actually think it's everyone's job to look after everyone you know it's not it's not the government's job it's not the priest's job it's not yeah, this I, person's job it's we all um it's that social fabric eh? you know we all have to play our part and doing and yeah. doing the little things and and that's kind of cool that you know you're working with youth but i definitely think the learning should be it's not just on them to find you to help it's also on whoever's you know coming to you and saying can you do this for them to care you know for them to not just get the get the win um that we're helping but yeah i definitely think it's more it's more community you know like um sometimes think about that in education again uh why i always kind of press people to kind of if someone asks you what you do you should have thought about that and said it out loud before that moment yeah because that's it's very important especially in education like it might be a parent or a student saying can you tell us a bit about you i definitely think people should do that to teachers you know it's always the other way around eh? well your child is a b and c it's like parents should roll in there and say okay tell us about you and 
your philosophy on education. Yeah, I'd love to see, and I bet most teachers, you know. Um. <laughs> but what's 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 like a fun practical thing mm. that I've noticed and that, that I've applied is that if you put like a kid and an adult in the same room and you ask them the same question, the 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 response is a crack up. You know, it just shows like going from like innocence to like what you're currently experiencing in society. Mm. And that current that that question is, who are you? Mm. You know, you ask it to the kid, you'll say his name, or he or he or, he or her will say her name. Um, the name um, as well as maybe you know where they come from you ask the adult they'll say their name and then they'll say their occupation mm. you know just that difference and like from here to there what happened mm. <laughs> yeah that's uh <laughs> and and it kind of just shifts our mindset you know because mm. because youth are just focused on like other themselves or just other things and then when we get to the adult stages they're focused on like um work what it is i need to do today mm. um tomorrow next week yeah and it kind of just like it, it kind of shows like why this side has more creativity than this side yeah you know because yeah. this side's not really focused on that type of stuff where this side's mm. focused on that so, so it's, it's some pretty funny stuff like <laughs> yeah and well you know what's also funny is to realize that we are all both yeah we have to be the kid and then we kind of go through this transition and kind of a rough stage i guess you know um even puberty for example you know it like forces you to change yeah literally like you become that butterfly you know and it's not a nice process and <laughs> it's hard and it's like life's cruel eh, man like pimples and that are cruel yeah you know and it's like must do it on purpose because it's like okay the more comfortable you are the less well prepared you are for the crap stuff so we're just going to make your voice crack <laughs> at that time where everyone's around each other and hypersensitive. adapt. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if these podcasts are... Um, motivational or make people think oh man i think it's somewhere in the middle i definitely have those feelings when i record them um you know that we are on this wave and it's it's kind of like what i said at the start sometimes it feels like there's an ultimate plan and other times it's like there's no plan and i think that's what life is eh? just trying to work out where we fit in everything and yeah i mean are you optimistic about the future uh, we live in a time now where communication has never been as high but neither has kind of i don't know it feels like you know like suicides through the roof meaning is being questioned truth is being questioned everywhere what keeps you optimistic about tomorrow um yeah that's, that's a question yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely optimistic like um like <laughs> um essentially with like suicide and all yeah. I, I can't really talk too much of on course that. of course um but when it comes to like identifying what society is like pessimistic about you know it's just like why <laughs> mm. um like for example like one of the trends is everything going on with like the china movement you know some people are just like talking so much about it some people mm. are just at a standstill with it and i'm kind of just like yeah that's awesome you know like they 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 went they've been through like so much stuff you yeah. know? and they're finally like getting out there mm. you know it's just like at first they went through adversity hard and now they're just like nah i don't want to go through that again yeah. you know they, they, that's an example that mm. we should kind of just take some of their principles from you know um and then what we can do here in new zealand is just work even harder to kind of just you know fight for 
um, what we already have and yeah. what we believe in by just pretty much doing those day-to-day stuff doing day-to-day work looking after our health looking after um, our pretty much kids future you know mm-hmm. um, and like you were saying before like looking after each other you know mm-hmm. not just depending on government to do this this and this yeah because um, over in China their systems are all, not so much awesome but there's so much learning right. within their systems right. like they don't depend on government <laughs> mm, like kind of self-sufficient because yeah, yeah, they, there was no help exactly kind of like our grandparents eh? yeah 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 they, they didn't have any like spoons you know they didn't have any like handouts mm. you know and that's that's what's made them so strong yeah you know that's something that we need to grasp and like kind of just consider take a step back and go sweet hard out bro i mean <laughs> china's interesting eh because i don't know that much about it yeah but well, the one fact that kind of blew my mind was that they stopped taking the world's rubbish yeah. So now we have farms in the Coromandel. For, have you seen those online, bro? Where I haven't seen the ones in Coromandel, but I know that yeah, China stopped stopped taking everyone's rubbish. It was like last year, or the year before. Yeah. Like even metaphorically, like I'm not taking your rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and that we were okay with that. Yeah. Is is stinky, you know? Like, of course we're gonna have our issues if we just have to offset all of our rubbish kind of like physically mentally too you know like we just got to take control of it you know and i feel like it's all good that we're doing the plastic bag thing but it's was it pushed by the fact that um <laughs> trying to stop taking our rubbish and now we're filling up farms with our crap and bro, i was looking at some cookies that we buy for our kids for lunch and it's like there was plastic on the outside and then there's two packets of cookies on the inside they're wrapped in plastic in a plastic kind of cup for them to sit the cookies in and i'm like there's a buttload of plastic there yet we're you know taking the wins because we take our pack and save bag yeah you know it's like i don't know i feel like we've got to do a bit more and maybe to not overwhelm ourselves it's something like you know um okay you have to work out at an individual level at home how you're going to use less plastic don't worry about someone legislating yeah um the solution eh like create your own regulations yeah yeah Uh, and do you hear that many people talking about that stuff because i don't really no not so much about environment like if anything i hear people like man why do they get rid of plastic bags or blaming someone else's (laughs) thing eh? yeah we do it politically and yeah that's the bit i'm worried about is that we just constantly find a new boogeyman and actually, I think the truth is we're all part of the solution and problem, eh? You know, each of us has the capability to be, you know, evil, and each of us has the capability to be beautiful. Yeah. And I would say majority of the time, most of us get it right. Yeah. And that's cool, you know? That's why people love New Zealand, and um, that's the tricky bit, you know? It's... I don't... I think... I think what we're selecting for, and I'll be keen to hear your thoughts on this, is it feels like society now is saying, I'm not sure how we all work together, so let's just go back to our groups, you know? And I'm worried about that, you know? I like the fact that New Zealand is a melting pot and that there's all these different perspectives and um, even myself, you know, I'm mixed culture. I have Pacific and European and I don't want to have to identify just one. Yeah. I don't want to have to say one's better or worse than the other. I just want to... I think it's all in our best interest to just... I don't know, like... Try and make things better. 
however you can maybe maybe it's not about um you know uh, take from that person and give it to that person maybe it's like what we can do today is like we said have that conversation with someone you know uh, even if you try to have a talk to someone every day uh, a meaningful talk and use less plastic in your home like those are two pretty major things and hard things to nail yeah. so if you can nail those like if we were all doing that surely we'd be in a way happier society eh? yeah instead of trying to find out how to who's the right politician and all that kind of stuff but I don't know bro I sometimes think about our grandparents and you know they also they didn't know way less but there wasn't constant conversations happening all around them eh? you know like today we'll go online and you'll see a bunch of stuff mm. and I think about their day it was like we've got our work done now we're going to chill and I don't know maybe on a good day you could chill and then maybe around two you have to think about the evening and fire and kids and all that stuff but it wasn't like you weren't thinking about Trump or, yeah, or the America I, Americas I, I, you know yeah I, just to touch up on that like when it comes like to the general masses yeah. social media has like made us day to day exhausted yeah. because every time we look on our social media social media platforms it just gives us so much things to think about you know <laughs> yeah. and sometimes like 99.9% of the time it's irrelevant you know Hard <laughs> you're like you're like caring about stuff that is not in your community not mm. in your house not in, sometimes not even in your country yeah. you know and people are just like ranting about it and all this and this so I reckon it's just a matter of like lack of focus like I'm a huge believer in if you just focus on a few things you will be able to get it done mm. like as a team as a community as a country etc mm. um but yeah there, there's just so many things like distractions that are preventing us from moving forward because we're just concerned about like other people's or other countries or just other people yeah, yeah just well it's also too like if you don't say something it's like you, you think to yourself you're not being awesome yeah. you know by highlighting it but it's okay not to take the burden of the world onto just your shoulders eh? and um I think, you know, I don't think people need permission, but I, I like to try and give myself permission to not have to carry the burden of the world. Yeah. Like carry the burden of your own um, weeds, for example. If you want a burden, make sure you've weeded your garden. And once you've got that weeded, like choice, move on to the next problem, eh? Yeah. You know, like I think about really small things like that, you know, and it's funny because what you're doing i feel like talks directly to that but to youth you know think of those small things you can do even if we're talking to you stop bombarding them with everything yeah you think it's positive but there's too many things you know you just like maybe identify exactly what it is they might want to do or not want to do and just start with a chat and when we say it to youth it makes sense but we're don't give ourselves that same thing as adults you know it's like just because i don't post about 
climate change doesn't mean I'm not shit scared about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, just no. means that I don't have enough energy today yeah. to try and offer an opinion that will solve the world's problems. Yeah. You know, something like that, eh? It'd be also if you can be like, um, like one of the people that I look up to is Elon, mm. Elon Musk. You know? That dude's mean as like how he started, he, he was essentially selfish in the terms of I'm going to make I'm going to look after myself first mm. I'm going to make sure that I'm self-sustainable um, I'm going to build a business I'm going to sell it once I sell it I'm going to get to a point where I no longer have to depend on money money isn't thing, a thing anymore mm. once that's out of the way once one of the biggest barriers in the world is away sweet now I can focus on the world mm. you know and what I notice people are doing nowadays is like they're taking the selfless approach first and then the selfish approach lasts like they're kind of delaying looking after themselves true um like an example would be like kids at high school um and it's just my opinion by the way yeah, yeah of course um kids at high school when they go from like year 11 or 12 they take an excursion trip you know to vietnam or something and they go build a hut or something like that you know um and then they come back then they go through their everyday experience like you know day to day nine to five or they continue traveling um but then there's like another approach where you take the elon approach or the timothy sykes approach where it's like be selfish look after yourself first look after your family you know build a sustainable model once you've done that you can then be selfless mm. you know you can then um instead of going back to vietnam and building a hut build them a village you mm, know? <laughs> build them build yeah. them a well-sustained ecosystem because you're actually able to look after yourself first you know then you'll be able to look after everyone mm. in the future um is that how you're kind of rolling yeah so at the moment i'm kind of 75 25 so um 75 percent of my time is directed at surviving mm. you know which is the digital marketing agency the, sorry, the digital marketing agency that um, me and my mates have found and, and run um, as well as looking at the, the athletes you know that's pretty much our that's what keeps us sustained and then pretty much with the profit that we make from there we can then self-fund ourselves with the social side that we're doing um, as well as just the social work that you know we get from um, council and that so mm. yeah I'm, I'm kind of taking like a midway approach um, but it'd be awesome just to see more people focusing again it's my, my own opinion but just focusing on themselves first mm. you know. I, I absolutely love what you said because it's even hard to say hey you know we have to yeah, preface yeah, it yeah. with oh, you know I don't mean <laughs> let me think about it yeah, but, but <laughs> it makes so much sense and heaps of guests on the podcast say that it's like you're no good to someone else if you're not good yeah and we should kind of that's the one critique from our grandparents say eh, is that they gotta be careful because I don't want to offend all grandparents yeah but it was about giving to others at your own cost yeah and this is just a different philosophy this is I'm gonna make me the strongest I can mental mentally physically spiritually whatever and then we'll pass on that love you know and I, I think that's a I think that's a solid approach you know I like that I try and uh, I think that's logical it's just for some reason we <laughs> it still feels awkward to say but I reckon we've got to say it that it's not bad if you're building yourself up to be strong yeah if, if, if yeah pretty much like I, I don't like using the word selfish yeah. you know? no but, yeah. but I mean it in, in good good terms well there's know? no other words that we talk about self yeah, yeah. hey it's just you know uh, maybe we take off the ish yeah and just say just build up yourself just build up yourself just be, be self be self yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome everyone's like 
do you understand English? <laughs> um, bro, just run us through before we kind of um, wrap the podcast up. Just the business side of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, how people can kind of follow what you're doing. Maybe just um, yeah, explain a little bit how you the digital marketing works and how you're working with uh, former athletes because man that's interesting yeah yeah so um just such a one like the the digital marketing part so um essentially we come from like a sales and marketing background um my mate chris is is like the mastermind of of the marketing process you know so pretty much what me and the rest of the boys do is kind of just build up that communication and sales you know just um sell that marketing side so he trains up all the other people that come through all our employees um to do like marketing and then pretty much money raise responsibilities just pr public relations cool. um, but essentially we focus on Maori and pacific organizations um because one we know how to work with them two um <laughs> it's, it's kind of like um a thousand cups of tea so mm. that hashtag that was created by like Artify Artify Tibble. Um and pretty much just means that um, you have to build up a personal relationship before a transactional relationship especially when it comes to Maori PI mm. you know, otherwise they'll find it offensive mm. they won't want to work with you and sometimes you might get the odd uh, negative comment or two, mm. you know um, so we just specifically focused on that um, and then on the other side of things we have the influencer marketing platform which is working with athletes and that's working with Siona Famuino, yep. um ex-Warriors player awesome dude man mm. um, his athlete empire program is just meant on um, building up the health and well-being of athletes and making the right decisions yep. and turning them into Sha- Shaquille O'Neal's yeah you know? exactly um, because the last thing you want is to go from like a high paying career into like nine to five mm. or no paying career um so and it's scary for them too eh? like yeah. uh, we, i talked to paul fatuita about his journey and yeah. the feeling he got is he couldn't get out yeah and his body was saying you've you're done bro yeah but the mind was like what am i gonna do yeah so, hard. bro what you're doing is like crucial because it's that transition eh? yeah well mm. well siona's the man he's 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 helping the athletes out with the health and well-being side mm. um my my team and I role is just to essentially line up the right businesses with them cool. that, that suit their interests, their mm. best interests and hobbies. Um, and that's 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 honestly been so fun. Like, you know, Bro, that's working awesome. with athletes, um, getting to know them, um, humble, humble mm. as dudes, mm. you know. Yeah, it's just cool. it's so much fun. <laughs> so where can people reach out if they want to kind of connect um, to... Uh, so so on LinkedIn, yep. um, you can either add myself, Tyrone Grace, um, or my partners, Chris Ion, or Rainer Cocker. Um, and then on Facebook, our page is just Kut Urukura. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if you want to uh, pretty much look up on the athlete side of things, it's just Athlete Empire. Uh, but I post a lot of stuff what I'm doing with um, with council and that through LinkedIn. Awesome. Um, I'm I'm loving LinkedIn at the moment. It's right? <laughs> awesome. I'm loving the chat you're doing because it's like, wow, you're going to be the next Elon Musk, and then I know you. And I'm like, <laughs> you come back on the podcast, but don't do what Joe Rogan did and smoke weed. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, maybe by then I'll be brave enough and we should give it a go. Yeah. Mr. Cicada. And here, eh, it'd be yeah. like a legit hot box, not cool, <laughs> bro. What's um final questions like? Kind of, what's a moment that blew your mind? You know, and it's like a, a moment that changed the way you look at the world forever. And I ask that for two reasons: one, to 
I think it's good to self-internalize. What's the why am I me? And two, to encourage others out there who are listening and watching to think of their mind-blowing moment. You know, the the moment that changed how they see the world forever. For me, it would be two experiences, and and these are like the less like um, like the. They're simple experiences, but they, they meant the world to me. So for me, um, we were shopping one time over in Aussie at a Westfield, um, and essentially my mum would always take us window shopping. And me being the eldest, I was around like 15, 16 at the time, and I saw my, my, little, my little siblings were under the age of 10. And they all wanted, like, just the necessities, you know, from, like, Kmart um, and from those other stores. And when my mum said we couldn't get it, and the reason why she bought us there was just to kind of stay motivated, um, some of my siblings would be upset, and some of my siblings would essentially say, I want a job. And he was like only six years old, his name's Mana. He's like, yeah, I want to get a job, you know? And then I'd ask him why, and it's like, man, I want to provide for my family. He's like, man, that's cool as. like, no, 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 I want to provide for my family, you know? And I'll start saving, so I'd never be like, it's like oh, God, crap, mm. okay. Um, and, and the second experience was missing out on a lot of school activities. So we were... We weren't exactly like poor, poor, but we just didn't have enough to like go on like school school excursions. We didn't have enough for school uh, school photos. Um, we didn't have enough for like the up to date school uniform. Mm. So when we when we didn't have the up to date school uniform, we couldn't participate in school photos. So for me to witness myself and my two other siblings that were in school at the time missing out, like literally, the whole school would go into a school hall and take photos, and then there would be a few people to miss out. Okay, now it was usually myself and my siblings that miss out from everyone, and we'll just be sitting on the side. You know, it was like the saddest thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And just like then and there, it was just like, yo, I, I don't want to go through this again. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to go through this again, and I ain't have my kids go through mm-hmm. this again, like ever. Like, I don't have any kids, but I, don't, I ain't have my kids ever go through this. Mm-hmm. So that kind of just sparked my. Uh, my drive that's that fire yeah yeah bro that's that's some does does that exist anywhere on your social Um, (laughs) because that's the true bio eh? yeah you know but it's like man so we get caught up in this other bio which is like you know whatever it is but um that's that's epic and relatable and honest and just kind of like and and freaky at the same time you Mm. know because that's raw and I just feel like that's what we need a little bit in this world, eh? It's a bit of raw, as a bit of honesty, yeah. as a bit of realness, you know, or, or actual truth, you know? Don't worry about that kind of fake news stuff. That's the truth. It's like, man, I want to do well because I want to be in the picture. <laughs> like, literally, eh? Yeah. Put me in the picture. Like, metaphorically as well. As yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Scary, eh, when you think about all those things. Well, Ty, I want to thank you, bro, for joining me on the podcast. Hopefully, it's one of many chats we have, you yeah. know. Like, I definitely want to um, have this as a rolling archive yeah, of our no, stories. Yeah, been sick. Ah, cool, bro. I very, appreciate very it. Very therapeutic. Yeah, man. Well, you know, send all the epic people you know my way, and we can chat about the stuff. Uh, thanks to everybody watching and listening at home. I hope you found some value um i mean we all find value and i think that's part of the beauty of this thing is that we get to just chat yeah and some ideas are better than others and we're on the fly and that's what life is you're 
live 24 hours a day always and I think as long as we remember that it'll give us that empathy that humility to kind of make a mistake remember kind of where we've been where we're going and who we are today something like that eh? alright thanks everybody for joining us and blowing our minds and we'll see you next week Uh, Ty keep on keep on changing the world bro thank you thanks bro thanks everyone this message is brought to you by Deadpool Hi, Deadpool here. I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster, Will Fleming, from Please Blow My Mind. Thank you for blowing my pants. (coughs) I mean mine, Will. If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you.